two UWO broadcasts. Damn it, this is the second week in a row. We're feeling pretty damn good. <laughs> I'm Kyle Chapman. What's I'm good, everybody? Brian Lopes. What's going on, everybody? And of course, Easy E, Eddie Ortiz. And we're going to get this started. And damn it, if I do say so myself, mm-hmm. we got a pretty damn good show started. We're going to start it off at a low note. Uh, <laughs> we got a great show, but we're going to start it at a low note. But uh, WWE, power rankings. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, they were put on WWE.com. And, guys, this is actual facts. If you don't believe us, go look it up yourself. This got to be the worst uh, car rankings I've ever seen in my life in any sport <laughs> and or entertainment brand. Hey, Eddie. Uh, that that, that was that obviously five, written. Man by the intern that's, you know, in charge of uh, kissing Vince's ass on a regular basis. Because, how is, how, how is DX number one? They, they, they done nothing. Oh. What, what in God's blue hell thinks that this is a viable list? Like, WD.com is a joke. Like, I don't even like going on, I don't even go on their website to get any wrestling information. Because it's such a joke. It's just a, it's such a freaking propaganda site for WWE. Like you should be insulted with that freaking that and what was the other list that they put out? The Ultimate Betrayals. That's fucking horrible. Oh my goodness. The, really? The Bellas. The Bellas. I'm sorry. Ronda was the Bellas turning on Ronda Rousey is listed. And the top five betrayals what? of all time. Once again, the intern was too busy with his lips, stuck to Vince's ass, and was like, one, 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 boss, this good list for you? One, 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 one. <laughs> for the love of God, that's, that's insulting to fans in general. Like, if anybody says, anybody who is a fan says, oh, those lists are acceptable, I believe those lists are accurate. You need to be slapped, your fan card removed, and you should never be allowed to watch any wrestling content whatsoever, ever again. Preach. There, the people who do go by, uh, go by that list probably frequent TNA wrestling. The people who... I'm talking about buying tickets. The people who agree with that list think that what Ellsworth <laughs> does in the independent scene is money. Really, really. Hey, 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 hey. He frequents our Facebook group, man. He, we got to show love to <laughs> But, uh, guys, if you don't think that, um, if you think that me and Eddie are exaggerating, I can just uh, go ahead and give you the weekly power rankings uh, for yes. this weekend. Brian, you can chime in right afterwards. But um, number five. And I'm a DB Daniel fan, Bryan. and I say that's bullshit. What the, what the fuck did he do? <laughs> number, number four. Is some guy named Buddy hey, Murphy. I Buddy heard. Murphy's good, but to be on the top five power rankings, no. If that's for this week, it makes no sense. He hasn't done anything whatsoever. Then you got number three, the incomparable uh, Randy Orton. What has he done besides interfere in matches, torture people, and beat the big show? If he qualified for Crown Jewel, that makes sense. But if it's for this week again, it makes no sense. All he did was show up with Evolution. Number two, 
and guys, I, I, Eddie, you can just go ahead and not punch anything right now. I, Number two is the Bellator. I have no words. I have no words. The Bellator. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't see what the Bellas did. I mean, if they're using the fact that, yes, she betrayed Ronda Rousey, okay, that makes some type of sense. But, like, what is she? What are they, yeah, on a, that's what I'm saying. For a power range, it makes no sense. None whatsoever. Number one power ranking of the week was the aforementioned hot break grandpa in the game of Parcheesy. That was somebody looking for a pay raise. <laughs> that's that's strictly uh, can I get some more money in my paycheck? Pretty much. It brought they they just money. nailed my childhood nailed into the ground. Like, you reminded me of Shawn Michaels not having any more hair. That's all they did. Like, what? What? what is the point, WWE? These power rankings make no sense. And another thing, too, I want to say power rankings because there is somebody in our group that I do want to bring attention to on Wrestling Fantasy Warfare. There's a guy in our group who doesn't post anything. His name is David LeGrecht, actually the host of Sirius XM's Busted Open. I listen to that show religiously. They've been on for nine years. And recently, he he decided to do a power ranking of his own. And his power rankings are very controversial because they make literally no sense. And I'm going to tag Mr. LaGreca when we post this in our group because I kind of want him, if he takes the time out to actually listen to our show, as a fan of this show, for some reason, yourself and WWE are just portraying power rankings in who's favorable, not who's winning matches. You're doing things for people that are just trying to get over but aren't getting over. You're not giving credit to guys like Tommaso Ciampa or guys like Seth Rollins or uh, Drew McIntyre, who's been on a killer winning streak. You know what I mean? Guys like that who are gaining momentum in wrestling fans' eyes, not just to who you want to promote for the week and who's popular for the, for the moment. I just want to know, the way that Raw ended with Drew McIntyre, uh, hitting that beautiful, I don't know if that's a drop kick or a running. The Claymore? That's just a nice move. I fucking love it. But uh, yeah, the Claymore kick. He definitely nailed Braun Strowman with it to end Raw and put him on his ass. And he's not in the power rankings. I mean, if all you have to do is how, portray Braun How do you not have any of your world champions on there? None of your. Not a world champion, not, not a secondary one. champion. You throw in the cruiserweight champion, but that obviously was just because of the fact that he just won the belt. But like, no champions. Yeah. Speaking of champions, apparently there's going to be a universal title match at Crown Jewel, which I I, I done forgot about because they don't promote it at all. You mean the triple threat match between the part-timer, the part-time Universal Championship owner, and momentum. the the guy who's uh, let's just say, let's just say, uh, I don't even know if we should call him the Monster Among Men anymore because the guy this, who's been bullying Ziggler all the fucking last dropped. few weeks. I buried a black snake. Well deserved last week because it's it. Like I said, I I could have I, I done forgot there was going to be a universal title match. Like if they don't announce that there's going to be a match, yeah. I done forgot yeah. about it. Like I have no interest in it because there's no build for it, none. 
And the only build that they had was at the uh, and, and, but other than that, Brock Lesnar been, been in the match. Two, it's been two groups fighting each other. It hasn't even been two guys going at it. Okay, it's been two groups. And Brock Lesnar yeah. and Paul Heyman have been MIA. Nothing. Well, that's not the wrong. Yeah, at least have Heyman coming out cutting promos or something. Reminding yeah. the crowd that it's going to be a triple threat match. Because somebody's got Exactly. 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 And speaking of that, um, the six people that represent Monday Night Raw as of late as a whole, um, we can go into three of them. That being the situation in the Shield with the rift uh, between, you know, as it looks right now, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Uh, Dean Ambrose almost hit Seth Rollins with his finisher in the middle of the match. Uh, do you guys think they're going to go with the breakup of the Shield, or is there going to be some sort of swerve centered around another member? Not Honestly, identified a yes. A I've, been think, I've been calling this Dean Ambrose turn for the longest time. My biggest problem with it is the fact that they're doing it so early in Roman's title run. Because we all know, in, like it's pretty obvious, that this whole Shield reunion is just to keep Roman safe with the title and to keep whoever's going for the title within those six guys. Um, it, it, to me, it's just like they're pulling, they're, they're breaking glass in case of emergency. It's something's not working, and now they're trying to pull the Ambrose card out. And it only makes sense to pull the Ambrose card is because, you know, yeah. Ambrose is the only one without a title. He, his storyline makes total sense. It's like, yeah, I'm the third wheel. Everybody knows it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to sit here and let you guys think I'm the third wheel in this crew. I'm, I used to be the fucking leader of the crew. And it's going to lead to the Ambrose crew. And in all honesty, I like it, but I don't want it right now. I really don't want this hit turn to happen right now. Uh, I actually think the WWE is kind of just going to swerve. I, they call it they call it an audible, I believe, because of the fact that everybody's waiting for the Ambrose turn, which I don't think it's going to turn out to be a full blown turn. I think it's going to turn out to just be Ambrose and Rawlings are going to end up in a feud together, and it won't be a full blown turn. It'll be like Dean is just tired of being a group, and hopefully sitting around. The yeah, that would be that, that, that'd be nice. hundred percent agree. Like I, I, I feel that now they're gonna they're gonna pull the trigger with with McIntyre, just to swerve the crowd, just to swerve because everybody, everybody, even new even newcomers of sitting around saying, "Oh, Ambrose is gonna turn. Ambrose is gonna be the one." And Vince likes Vince likes to let everybody think that they know what they yeah. do, what they're talking about, and then pull the rug out from under us. So. Yeah, that's what I feel. Yeah, I feel it's going to build up, build up, Then it's really not going to lead to a huge, like, like Seth Rawlings, when he turned on them, he attacked them and everything. I don't see that happening. I see more of a mutual breakup type deal. Okay, we're going to go off on our own, guys. We'll still be brothers. And then somehow Dean and Dean and Rawlings are feud for a little bit. But uh, it's just, it's time for a shakeup. It's time, for, it's time to move some people around. Raw just become stale. Yeah, well, I want to say stale. I just say complacent, and his and his his last, you know, and in my eyes, last few great matches uh, from Monday Night Raw. Uh, it just seems like they're trying to boost yeah. the shield over the individual talent of that group. You know what I mean? Um, 
and and it's ridiculous to do at this point. Siemens has two of them have individual yeah. championships. You know what I mean? One of which being the, the prize possession of Monday Night Raw, the Intercontinental Championship, which, the Universal Championship, which once again is not being defended at Crown Jewel. Uh, speaking of Crown Jewel, um, what the hell is going on? Um, the, it looks like the U.S. government is, you know, warning the WWE to not do it because of the death of the journalist. And, you know, rest in peace to that you know, to that man uh, who did lose his life. And I don't know all of the facts, so I'm not going to speculate on it. Um, but they don't want them to go back to Saudi Arabia because of that. WWE is being paid a lot of money to bring that event to Saudi Arabia. Do you think uh, just well, anyways, is Victor and Carl, the Codex Prime podcast, they touched on it today and elaborated. Victor elaborated deeply on it, how, you know, it was a, a journalist who was a U.S. citizen, but also a Saudi Arabian citizen who apparently went to the Turkish consulate to apply for a visa of some sort or something like that. And within that, you know, the, the Saudi Arabian consulate in Turkey. And when he was there, you know, a hit, a hit squad came in and apparently tortured, disemboweled, decapitated, and then moved his body in sections out of the consulate. So, yeah, WWE really, it's, as far, I understand Vince, he's, he's money hungry. We all know this, Vince has been money hungry since the day, since day one. And it's a lot of money, but it's a lot of bad publicity. It's a bad look. You're going to a country. For one, yeah. I'm not a fit. Right now, you know, I try to keep politics out of my, you know, out of wrestling. But I am not a fan of Saudi Arabia. I was born in New York. It was Saudi Arabians who took down the Twin Towers. That's been a huge, you know, I, I follow world, world stuff and everything. I follow current events. They they're a huge terrorist funding or you know country, and for WWE to have a relationship with them, it's just bad. You know, a lot of other sponsors, a lot of other billionaires have pulled out of their pulled out of deals already. Senators are coming out saying, you know, think about this. This is bad. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be having a partnership with this. In the end, it's going to take somebody of high power. Or somebody of a lot of money to convince Vince not to go. I'm hoping somebody does because this is a bad look. This is you should you should not be going to a country right now that is supposedly going forward, but really they're not going forward. They're going backwards. You know, money is money aside. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're getting several billion dollars from Fox. Are you really that hurting for sixty million dollars for a show? Well, plus incentives on making the Rock heavyweight champion, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Seniors as the Great One didn't even bother to show up to. Man, the like Great One couldn't even make a fucking video <laughs> clip on his cell phone. <laughs> even Cena made a video clip saying thank you to the fans on his cell phone. He couldn't even do that. He let out a tweet. He sent a fucking tweet out. Get out of here, Rock. Come on, man. You should have showed up for at least this show. You know, exactly. If you weren't going to show up in person, at least make a video package. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the norm, and especially since, you know what I mean. Your your uh, term of you know, 
laying the smack down on their candy ass is literally where they got the name of the show. You rock. Come on, man. (laughs) You gotta show up for the 1,000 times. He can make videos of him working out on Instagram, but can't make one fucking one minute long video thanking the fans. Yeah. Exactly. Hell, do it while you're doing your legs. Playing in the game. Are you busy (laughs) pressing Kevin Hart? You know what I mean? Fuck, man. I was disappointed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was, was, that was, I was disappointed in that, raw, in that <laughs> back down 1,000 all, all around, tell you the truth. Gotta say, I, I didn't like the way that it's done. I had to give truth a chance, damn it. I, I'm all about <laughs> truth TV, man. Oh, that shit's fucking hilarious. Those yeah, damn- I'm a- I said it earlier. Give me a dance break on our fucking podcast too. That's that. Got to get a dance break, brother. Got to get a dance break. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm all for Truth TV, and I, I'm loving the fact that Truth's getting a chance again and everything. Yes. But for the opening of your 1,000th episode of SmackDown, which is supposed to be a big celebration, that fell flat to me. If to me, it fell flat. Come on. Steph, Steph out there, obviously, just being her usual bitch self. Shane comes out, panders to the crowd like he usually does. And, of course, Vince is going to get a pop because at this point in Vince's career, he can come out and slap fans in the face and people will be like, yes, Vince, slap me, slap me. So, it just, it, it, it could have been something else. It could have. I, I got to disagree. I like, I liked it personally. I know we, we get on WWE a lot for like some of the dumb, goofy shit that they do. But like, even, even at the uh, Raw 25, which I was not a fan of at all, but they, the opening of the show of that one too, with him and Austin was, was entertaining for what it is. Cause all it is is just moments. Cause that's what WWE is really all about. And Vince even said it when he got in the ring. People got to remember, we're world wrestling entertainment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything they did was something funny. True TV was a good start. You brought Stephanie out. She was a total bitch, with all due respect, I, when I say that word. Uh, Shane McMahon came out. He got his little pop getting over the crowd in Washington, D.C. Vince comes out. You know, we all love Vince. He's like the grumpy old man at the nursing home in the corner. You know what I mean? But we all love Vince. You know what I mean? It, to me, it was funny. It was good for a, a kickoff. But it was. Yeah. But what Raw uh, SmackDown 1000 was really not that good either. Overall, the show was not good. No. All right. Yeah. Let, let's. Can we discuss some good moments? Like, not how it happened, but there was a title change on. SmackDown. And another 1000th <laughs> moment as well. The Big Show turned heel. <laughs> <laughs> but but my thing is if they were going to do that can they not make it so blatantly obvious that he was going to be out there to help the bar you know yeah, what I mean? it was. Like, that was pretty damn predictable like, I, 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 didn't, I watched it today I didn't watch it yesterday but I saw I was following along on the, the thread on Facebook and I saw how you commented yeah. big show coming out you already knew that it was predictable it really was it's the big show. You know, yeah. he flip-flops just as much as Mickey James does now. Yep. So, you know, next week, the big show will probably come out and, you know, be a face. So, it's nothing new there with the big show. 
I'm thinking this could probably be the time that they push Big E. Because um, the camera made sure that it panned to Big E's reaction, and they replayed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Typically, when that happens, that's the start of a rivalry. A la, uh, when Roman Reigns eliminated Undertaker from the Royal Rumble. You knew at that point that they well, they're gonna have, because of how they... Yeah. It, and the obvious choice would be Big E, you know, feuding with Big Show because, you know, he's the only one of the New Day that you could actually believe could take out the Big Show because Kofi, no. Xavier, no. Hey, 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 hey. Kofi is a former Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, but he's also the size of, you know, Big E's fucking bike that. <laughs> but as far as you know, good moments yeah, on SmackDown. Uh when Batista made that comment about Big Flair keeping it in his pants. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny, y'all. We we all yeah. we all have heard the stories about Ric Flair and why he said that, keep it in your pants. We all heard those stories, so that's the Hey man, uh, Space Mountain, brother, oldest ride, longest line. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my goodness! Then you got um the Batista little mic drop moment there. You know, Triple H has done everything in this business, except for hmm. beating me. Yeah, that was obviously I a thought tease. That was pretty, so uh, pretty you good know, Batista ain't got nothing to do right now. You know, they, they, they put a, a hold on Guardians 3, so man's looking to probably get back in the ring. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, There's been another rumor that he's, got, he's actually going to be the first. I don't get why WWE is trying to release that already. They're just making it way too obvious. It's going to be him and Triple H at Mania. It, 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 the first Hall of Fame. And it's funny, too, because even you notice that the Rumble's even being promoted right now. And they're not even past Survivor Series yet. Like, I think they're trying to build up to something big or trying to present something really big for WrestleMania. But this Batista thing, I mean, I wouldn't mind him going into the Hall of Fame. I think he's done enough in WWE career-wise. Mm-hmm. And if him and Triple H is going to be like his goodbye to WWE, kind of like what he was saying to them at the, the 1000 SmackDown, it makes sense. So I wouldn't be shocked if they throw him in the, in the Hall of Fame yeah. and make him the headliner. Uh no, no. Okay. Let's get this one thing straight. I, I am a Batista fan. I, I like the stuff he did in his career. Now, as far as the WWE Hall of Fame, yeah, he'll get in there. But the WWE Hall of Fame, to me, is, is really a joke Hall of Fame. Oh, Look yeah. at some of the people that have gotten in there. If I was to, you know. Well, outside of the celebrity, celebrity. who do you disagree with? Oh, it's like, oh, come on. Come on. Aside from the celebrity. Where should that be? Hey, 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 hey. No, no, he really wasn't. Coco was great. He he, he was great because we were kids. But if we sat down and watched some of Coco stuff now, we'd be like, uh, change the channel, please. Yeah, no. Coco should not be all famous. (laughs) Yeah. Batista... At this point, God. if I was running a legitimate wrestling Hall of Fame, I would not include Batista in the Hall of Fame. I have, whenever somebody has asked on Facebook oh, wow. or any social media, who are your top 10? Do you see Batista in anybody's top 10? 
Go. Do you see Batista anybody's Mount, Rush, uh, Mount Rushmore? Hell no. Exactly. Batista, to me, he does not done enough. His world title runs were ah. And if I'm correct, did he even hold the WWE title? No. I think he only held the world title. Yeah. So he never even had a WWE title run. He held it's, Triple H's world title. I don't think title. he had a WWE. Did he? I think he did. Title run. I, I, he's had several world title runs. I might have to look that up, but I, if I'm correct, I don't think he had, you know, with okay. the WWE title. You know, it, it, it's, his career was... Well, yeah, I'm recording, his, I'm recording on the road, so okay, I really can't look it up. Right Hall now. of Fame worthy? No. Maybe if he came back and did another run, like a year or two run, where he used him properly, gave him a nice lengthy title run, and then maybe I could be persuaded to be change my mind. But as of right now, today, even if Batista came back and had one more blow-off match at Mania with Triple H, I would not include him in any Hall of Fame. I don't have him in my top 10. I don't have him in my top 15. He'd be lucky to crack my top 20. Oh, I agree totally. But my no, no. Well, me saying I, I think that Batista will be Hall of Fame is because it's whatever Vince wants it to be. Like like you yeah. said, he has world title wins. He has tag title wins. I believe he might have the U.S. title or the IC title or something like that. He has, like, stats that would look like a Hall of Famer. And, you know, with you got to think overall from, like, the 80s, 70s, like, 60s, like, even the 90s, there's a select few guys you can actually put into a Hall of Fame. And he wants to sell tickets. That's all the Hall of Fame really is, just another way to sell tickets for fans. So, Batista going in as, like, the biggest name out of, like, you know, Hardcore Holly or fucking Rob Van Dam or Taz. Like, throwing a group like that in there and having Batista be the biggest name, it would be all right. But don't get First of all, I got to interrupt you right there. Got to interrupt you there because I was an ECW oh, guy. Taz should be in the Hall of Fame. The human Dreamer should definitely be in that WWE Hall of Fame, hands down. Even no. Raven, Raven in there. No, they, the ECW guys do not belong in the WWE Hall of Fame. They didn't do nothing at WWE. Yeah, but you got WCW guys in there that never stepped foot in WWE. That yeah, well, true. That, that's true. Like I, like I said, the WWE Hall of Fame to me is a joke Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, legit, if, if, there was, if somebody ever made a legitimate wrestling Hall of Fame. There is. There is. Is there? Yeah, it's in it's in New York. I forgot what it's called, but I know it's a group called like the Cauliflower, uh, the Cauliflower Air Club or whatever. It's a wrestling group. They have a legitimate wrestling hall of fame, and they end up. I think it's like two or three people every year, and like, it's a very very select group. If you look those guys up, you'll find really, like you'll look at their hall of fame, and be like, okay, that right there is legit, and it covers like NWA, uh, New Japan. It's pretty much like a, a worldwide hall of fame. I might have to look that up later on. Yeah, it's a but like yeah. I said, I don't agree with the whole Batista okay. thing. He, he hasn't done Hall of Fame worthiness in my in my opinion. Yes, he had. Yes, he at the time he was there during the ruthless aggression era, he was great. Yes, but he was only there. Batista's career ran. Did he even run ten years? I don't think so. I think I think if you include his comeback, it probably if, yeah. If you include that few months that he came back, but barely ten year run, if that, it's not really. There's there's other people that they could put in there that could qualify more better than Batista. 
But I mean, he did have his moments, man. He had the turning on the evolution. He had the breaking of. Yeah, he had flashes here and there. You know what I mean? You know, and, I loved him when they paired before up. Before he retired. I, I frankly, I find that the be- the best time for Batista was he was paired up with Eddie Guerrero. Like, they played off each other perfectly and everything like that. And the comedy was great between the two of them. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. But Eddie Guerrero Eddie was would do that with man. anybody. That's and, like, I see Batista, Batista any, <laughs> any of his good or great matches involved great workers. If, if Batista went into a match where he had to carry the yeah. match and work the match, the match was horrible. But when oh, yeah. he was paired up with somebody that could work him, that could... You know, that could work off of him and could lead the match. The match was always great, but that's because the other person was a great worker. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to move on. Let's just move on back to Monday Night Raw, only because um, a, a pretty interesting moment happened. There's that pay-per-view coming up. I believe it's coming up on Sunday. Uh, either this Sunday or next Sunday. That being the first gold woman WWE pay-per-view evolution. <laughs> not evolution, Triple H, Ric Flair, Randy Orton. Not that evolution. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be evolution. And um, a pretty interesting moment happened. I was pretty critical in the show. And if you guys go back, you can actually see. Where I say that Ronda Rousey is improving, but her mic work sucks. Anybody yep. see the pipe bomb she decided to drop yep. on Monday night? I mean, I don't know if she went off script a little bit. Was it me, or did the Bellas look a little bit uncomfortable? They definitely, yeah, they definitely did look uncomfortable. Did she go off script? Ugh. It looks like she might have, but all she really did is drop what everybody's been saying since day one. She just did. She, she yeah, did she it. just did it on live. Internationally, that looked horrible. I've commented several times <laughs> on why the Bellas are still around. You know, Brian has also mentioned why the Bell is still around. You have mentioned, the world has mentioned the only reason why the Bell is still around. So, but for Ronda Rousey, it was, uh, I actually was like, holy shit, this is a good promo. Exactly. I, I didn't, I, when they came out, I was like, yeah, maybe I could get a good glimpse of Nicka Bella doing her little twirl, you know, which is actually a good sight, but, um, Telling you. <laughs> you know, the thirst, the thirst showed up, you know what I mean? But, uh, uh, then they started their promo when I knew it was going to happen. They're going to talk about how she didn't do anything in WWE, blah, blah, blah. I mean, everybody saw that one coming, but Ronda Rousey held her damn own. Not only should she hold her own, but that was probably the best promo since, uh, since AJ Lee's part of females, oh, yeah, from from a female, oh, yeah. Ronda Rousey did, did a very good job. And in all honesty, I mean, like it seems like it was off script, but it was definitely wit- written, especially the way she was delivering the promo. So WWE writers, I give you props on that. I applaud you. You, you guys took a pretty damn good risk. You guys did the same thing on SmackDown, with the one positive thing being like like a Becky Lynch promo, because what she said to Edge too was another one. It was like, oh damn, that's a burn. That's what WWE writers need to do. They need to write good shit like this. But, you know, Ronda Rousey, that was a damn good delivery on that because uh, you got to be a tough motherfucker to really put some people's shit out like that. And she really, she she said, like Eddie said, the, everything that we've been saying as fans, like we've been saying that as a running joke, WWE barely says shit like that on television. So 
to actually have someone like Ronda deliver those lines, I was actually very impressed with that from. I was damn good, Ronda. Yeah, well, she said the only doors you've broken down is the one to John Cena's bedroom. Even I pictured John Cena going, ooh. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, he's sitting at home watching this like, oh, no, she didn't. Damn. <laughs> John Cena's house rule, number 17. You cannot talk about my bedroom door on public television. Oh, <laughs> oh man. The Miz killed John Cena with that. <laughs> and that's what I like when they add a little bit of like oh, real, man, but, uh, realness to the promos. Where it doesn't sound all robotic, like you know Roman Reigns' promos, all robotic and everything. Some swag, some anger, some real oh. emotion into it. Like, okay, I understand you don't want to touch bases on everything, personal life stuff, but some some stuff you have to touch home on. You have to get sometimes personal to make a feud or a rivalry really, you know, pop up to the fans. Yeah. Pop. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Her making those comments makes people like, okay, now this is really a feud. This isn't just the old girls fighting the new girl. Now this feels like the, you know, the new girl's like, well, fuck you, you slut. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Like, I I got to where I was without That's pretty much how she came out and said it. She's like, I'm where I'm at, and I I kept my legs closed. And that's and honestly, that's something WWE should do. Like, as much as they sit there and say they don't listen to the fans or whatever, they know the fans are like following every move that they make. There's millions of people who follow people on Twitter. We know yeah. a lot of shit about these people's personal lives, whether they want us to by sharing these things on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and whatever the hell else. And we as fans know more about their personal lives and care more about that than we care about the bullshit they're putting on Monday Night Raw. So the reason, another reason why this Ronda promo worked is because it's shit that people know about. These bitches are on TV. They, everybody knows about their relationship with John Cena and thing. What, that's why the promo worked. And I, honest to God, I think WWE should really go in that direction because it would just make writing for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown so much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of the Twitterverse, uh, just in case you guys didn't know who are listening, at UWO401 is our Twitter handle. You can hit us up anytime. We have our social media chair, shall we call her? Hook us up. But um, there's another thing, I'm, there's another reason I brought up Twitter is because uh, a little while ago, Eddie brought up the current Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, and his mortal enemy on Twitter broke the news that the uh, Young Bucks could possibly be hanging to WWE. Now, before, um, actually, we've already we've already touched on that, but the point that I want to bring up is um, that little, little tweeter can now oh, ring Roman Reigns. I said it. I said it. Oh. He is not worthy of lacing up Roman Reigns' Please. best. Never mind his Boots. The, it is not possible for him to say what? that he is a better in-ring performer. Roman should Roman be thanking his stars that Kamatonga has no interest in WWE. He yeah. thank his blessings every day when he wakes up. He should say, "God, thank you. Keep Kamatonga in New Japan because he will come over here and he will fuck me up." 
Either he that or will he, on the mic. he will embarrass him on the mic. He will embarrass him on social media. He will embarrass him in the ring. That is one Samoan I will watch and follow. And here's another thing for you to remember. You know who his daddy is, right? You know what? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. Right? But, uh, Roman should be thanking his stars that those aren't the... That the WWE said, let's go for the Rock side of the family to sign them and not go after the other side of the family. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put it to you like this. Tama is hanging out in New Japan where it is sick. What? I'm going to go low and let me finish. Let me finish. I said it. I said where it is safe because I've seen some New Japan people who made big names in New Japan. Let's go Tensai. Sucked in WWE. Let's go Ah, man, there's so many I can list right now. Uh, then we can go over to the current U.S. champion. Okay. Let, How good is this? Let, 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 he already okay, going. hold on. Hold on. I can keep going. I can keep going. You guys can bring up AJ Styles, but damn it, he was an American style before no, he went to New Japan. Okay. All right? New it, Japan is where it fairness, is safe. Vince, Roman Reigns Vince would has, dominate. No. Would dominate New Japan. <laughs> Kenny Omega does not want it with Roman Reigns. I said it. Oh, no, 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 no. New Japan is safe. They they <laughs> Japan has a title called the Never Openweight Championship. It's legitimately hard strikes. Every strike is a hard strike. Roman Reigns would buckle under the pressure. That dude would get clocked once and he would drop faster than a hook <laughs> and fight on the bill. Okay, and, and in all fairness, Listen, we already know that Tensai, did, Tensai didn't even work when he was Prince Albert. No. Okay, so that in all fairness, just scratch that off the list. And we all know how Vince treats Japanese stars when he gets them over to, to the WWE. He buries them and then pretends that, oh, I didn't know they didn't speak English. So why are they here? I'm Vince McMahon. I'm just going to sign them because they're a big star. Please, if he ever had the cojones to sign the Tongas to a WWE contract, they would decimate Roman. They would go through the shield with no problem. I'm sorry. Even the other brother who's not even known. What's the other brother's name? I don't even know the other brother's name. He would easily take out Roman. It wouldn't happen. I disagree. Listen, man. One versus all. <laughs> one versus all. That includes Please. the Tongas. You understand? That includes like the Tongas. Kyle Chas- this may be Kyle Chasman's last episode. We are doing drug testing starting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm a big advocate for the for the Tongas. I would love to see the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Usos. Oh, yes. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah. That would be a tag team match. That would be fucking 10 stars. Listen, man, you give me the WWE Samoans. I'll, I'll give you four off the top of my head. The Uso, Samoa Joe, and Roman Reigns. And we're taking out anybody New Japan. Please. First off, anybody. Samoa Joe's tribe and Roman Reigns' tribe don't even get along. They really do look at Samoa Joe as the black sheep of Samoans. Samoa Joe don't care about them. He'd probably go join the Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah, I would see. I, I, he, yeah, if anybody would join up with the, he would. 
That's a stable. That same attitude as they do as well and everything. Yeah. It's a stable and a half. Oh, that would be. That's a new shield right there for you. Yup. The Tongas and Samoa Joe. There is no new shield. Oh. I tune into Raw every every week for that. Listen. The shield. See what? Take, see, you guys are, are, are literally just trying to change the armor and the shield. We got three Grand Slam champions that are assembled together. Do you understand the significance of the shield? Three Grand Slam champions. When they broke up, all three of them were on the top of the fucking food chain for a few, for, let's say, a set amount of time. I'd say, uh, well, Rollins have a, what, six, seven months? No, right. yeah. um, Dean Ambrose, when the uh, SmackDown brand, the Royal Brand separated, brought the WWE Championship, the real WWE Championship, with him with his SmackDown. Um, and Roman is your current Universal Champion and previously held the uh, WWE Championship. I mean, guys, it's, it's not even debatable. It's just, it's, it's like I've said, the, 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 the whole Grand Slam Champion thing has been diluted. When you're a Grand Slam Champion before you even <laughs> pass your infancy of a career in WWE, that, that you shouldn't even be considered a Grand Slam Champion. Yeah, that should take years, years. Like, Randy Orton just became a Grand Slam champion. That dude's been around forever. To to achieve a title like that, you really should take a long period of time. There should be no reason to be like, oh, here, we're going to give you the S title. All right, a couple months later, here, have the tag team belts. Oh, yeah, by the way, here's the world championship or the universal title. Like, it it really, career-wise, as a wrestling fan, that's way too soon to have all them belts. Exactly. To to be considered... Grand Slam champions so soon. It's it's really a slap in the face to the to old guys who have worked for ten plus years to achieve that. Or even the even guys like come on, like guys like Mr. Perfect. Never even got a sniff a world title. Roddy Piper never held a world championship. Exactly. But yet you, you give Grand Slam titles to the shield already. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Shield worked their way up through NXT, through Florida Championship Wrestling. They got there, and they busted their ass when they got there. The, the, if you remember correctly, when they came out, they were CM Punk's lackeys. They Come on, guys. They worked their way up. They wasn't, they wasn't no. Ronda Rousey treated. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose worked their way up. Roman Reigns was coddled, pampered, and pushed his way up, and pushed up the ladder. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Tell me, Roman, tell me what Roman Reigns was doing before he got signed to 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 to, to US, Florida Championship Wrestling, whatever the fuck it was called when they signed him. He was a football. I believe. I believe he played for the Vikings. Yep. He was a. Okay. Oh. He was a. He, he he flamed out in football and then decided to come to wrestling. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins were wrestling since teenagers. Were mm-hmm. honing their craft since teenagers. Dean Ambrose was a backyard wrestler, for the love of God. The man was doing matches yeah. in people's backyards, trying to break into the business. That guy did death matches. Exactly. Serious death matches. Yes. Okay. Very violent. Man, so, I, I got more respect for Dean and, and, and Seth because they worked their way, they honed their craft. Roman was... He came in with the lineage. He came in, you know, Rock probably called up Vince, was like, yo, this is family. Look at him. He's, he's He looks good. He's going to be, 
You know, he's got that physique you want. He's got the, the long hair and the big arms. He'd be perfect for you, Vince. But, gosh, how many guys can you say that about? I mean, Randy Orton, The Miz. This is, this uh, is... There's so many people who didn't start out. Well, I mean, if that's the case, Randy then Orton, Hardy should Randy be Randy Orton, he, he, he kind of did, but he was – he didn't do the independent scene as – he didn't do the independent scene like everybody. But Randy Orton, he comes from, he comes from heritage as well. He's one of those heritage guys. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, other guys who – who are broken their backs in the independent scene to come in is where I feel, you know, these, the homegrown ones that like Velveteen dream. I love what they're doing with him. They keep working him. They keep working at him, keep him down in NXT for a long time. You know, when he finally does come to the main roster, he will be 100% ready to excel. Oh, oh yeah. I think no. he's ready now. Now I, I think he he's might ready. Be, I just want him to come up. I don't, I don't he, want him to be in the main roster. He feels that he's ready. I don't think the main roster, the main roster fans, are ready for a Velveteen Dream. Still not. They barely the current on Raw right now. Let alone a guy like a Velveteen Dream come on and know to be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, the the current the current fans that are watching and that the WWE is catering to aren't ready for a Velveteen Dream. They'll be freaked out by the, mm. the they'll, they'll see him as a Lando Jordan or something. So it's eh. yeah. well, Velveteen Dream. He's flamboyant, but he's not uh, feminine as as um, as Orlando Jordan was. I mean, Orlando Jordan came out with caution tape only, literally. Um, he was pouring that, lotion that was, on himself when he was in freaking Impact. That shit was disgusting. Oh my god! Yeah, there's just some things that I really. <laughs> there are just some things that I really, really wanted. Like a race from my mind. That, yeah. That's one of them. That whole that whole repackage don't end up Come on. in DNA. I, Dude, I that the unfortunate the unfortunate thing to watch him and the ultimate warrior have a match. Oh don't re- that was his last wrestling match. Oh my god, don't remind us. Oh, that was oh oh my So we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Uh, <laughs> I want to get back to the Roman thing real quick about how we look at Roman Reigns. To so go back to what Eddie was saying about with the whole Shield thing, right? And this is what irks me about the Roman thing in the Shield. He wasn't supposed to be the original third member of the Shield. That just another thing that shows you no, it was Vince's initiative to put this guy where he was. You know who the original third member of the Shield was supposed to be? I did know. I can't think of the top of my head right now. I did. It was cash. We were discussing it. We were discussing it on the um. On yeah, front. it was supposed to be Cassius Ono because it was Punk's idea. Punk wanted to get a couple of his guys that were down in development and bring them up to the main roster. He was really good friends with Curse Hero back in the day. He was really good friends with Tyler Black when he was starting to come in from IWA into Ring of Honor, and he knew Ambrose from the IWA and the, and the CZW and all that stuff. It was Punk's whole idea to bring those guys up. Vince said, no, I don't want Cassius because he ain't ready for what I want on the main roster. I'd rather have this good-looking guy with these other two relatively, quote-unquote, good-looking guys and bring them visually appealing to the fans. And he saw Roman as the star the entire fucking time. And he has to use the shield as a crutch to bring him back and always support Roman when Roman's doing bad. It's very obvious to us wrestling fans. 
That's another reason why we shit on the guy. Like, it's not that he's a bad wrestler, but he's not who we want. He wasn't what we wanted to jump. And personally, I feel they just they they haven't done any good character development with Roman Reigns at all, at, at all. all. One bit. They like his whole everything has been the same since the day he debuted with Roman Reigns. He's had it. Um, maybe since he's debuted in WWE, uh, main roster, but when he was in NXT, he was a totally different character. Yeah, he was, uh, he was okay. He wasn't, like, he wasn't a, he was more of like a Leo Kruger when he was doing the South African gimmick than, you know, anything else. But he did, he did a pretty decent job with it. Mm. All right, guys, but we were just, uh, discussing, uh, TNA a little while ago, um, and we're not going to be discussing the wrestler who was in TNA. <laughs> just, uh, just, but we just can just go on the no cell, uh, shall we call it the no cell, uh, walkout? Yeah, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Austin Aries, um, apparently WWE wasn't the problem. And yeah, Brian, Brian, fill him in on what exactly happened. Pretty much, I mean, I was going to watch the pay-per-view just because it was a big event, and I didn't end up watching it, and I want to give credit, like, because we, we do do the podcast thing, and we give shots to Codex Prime, you know, and the Jobbeteers, and the other dude, the, uh, what was it, uh, B-Rail from Wrestling is Shit, or whatever, Wrestling is Crap, um, I want to give a shout-out to them, but I want to give a shout-out to a guy named JD from New York, I listen to him all, I listen to him all the time on YouTube and his podcast, I'm a big fan of his, and he was actually the person who captured the video that is all over the internet right now. What happened was at the very end of the pay-per-view with Austin Aries and John, Johnny uh, Impact or Mundo or Morrison, or whatever his name is nowadays, um, Morrison hit the starship pain on Aries, got the one, two, three in a clean victory. The moment the match was over, Austin Aries, based on what's been told uh, as of the past couple of days, his contract with Impact Wrestling was officially up and done. The moment that three count happened and the bell rang, his contract was over. So he decided to do something that most people would never do. This guy got up, completely no-sold the finish, got up to the corner where one of the man, uh, one of the guys who runs Impact, Don Callis, who used to be the jackal in WWE, uh, looks at him, tells him, you like that? Fuck you. Flips him off. Spits at John uh, Johnny Impact. Flips him off walks up the ramp, flips off the crowd, and walks away in the middle of New York City. This guy completely shot on an entire company with zero fucks given. This dude, I, and I'm an Austin Aries fan as a wrestler, but there comes a point in time, man, where you, you shit on Ring of Honor. You shit on Impact. You shit on WWE. You shit on the people in Mexico that you were working with. Dude, you kind of look like an asshole. Like, There's no other way yeah. to say it. Man. You're coming across as an asshole, and that's an asshole yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I respect for that man with that. I feel the same way. I, I, I was, you know, a double fan, uh, you know, from way back in the day. And he's definitely come, he, he's definitely hit a point in his career where he thinks that he should be catered to and pampered and elevated when really he should be winding down his career. He should be thinking about maybe putting over future stars, new guys, helping the new generation. He's he's definitely one of those guys that isn't trying to let go of his spot, even though his, his spot is gone. And you mm-hmm. know, just to elaborate on what Brian said, you know, his contract was up, and from what I read, he was trying he wanted to continue working on a per date contract with TNA, 
with Impact Wrestling, you know, where they would pay him to come in for certain days. And Impact Wrestling isn't about that life anymore. They're actually trying to sign their, their wrestlers to long-term deals so that way they can keep them around and build. And not just, you know, one week have the guy on and then the next week, next couple of weeks, he's nowhere to be seen. So that's the problem where he ran into where he wanted to go on a per date contract. TNA didn't want that. And then on top of that, they told him that, well, if you don't want to sign this contract, you have to drop the title to, you know, to Johnny Impact. Which, from what I heard, some of the stuff they've been doing, the promo-wise and that whole thing that went on with the press conference, they really don't like each other. A lot of people said they worked that match stiff. They were definitely hitting each other with some stiff shots in that match. And it really is some some personal beef between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So he did not want to drop the belt to Johnny Impact. He wanted to continue holding the belt and go on a per-date deal. And Impact was like, no. Either take what we're offering you or a walk. And he chose to walk, which he could have he could have easily just rolled out of the ring and just walked away quietly. For him to do what he did, uh, you know, he, he he's gonna get blacklisted. He's definitely gonna get blacklisted. Yeah. You know, other companies are gonna be like, Yeah, listen, look what you did to them. You, you, on, the, on one of their exactly. biggest pay-per-views, a company that's struggling right now, you know. It didn't help the fact that they were also, you know, trying to say that Y2J was supposed to show up and never showed up. You know, but Impact... Hey, everybody, come see Chris Jericho. Now that you're here, um, he's not coming. But exactly. He's show so, you know, <laughs> he, he, he made himself look like an ass. If he gets blacklisted, nobody wants to work with him and nobody wants to hire him, and he's on there on Twitter complaining about it. Buddy, you did it to yourself. You have nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah. You know, we all said, oh, WWE, WWE fucked him. WWE didn't use him correctly. Maybe there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a reason why they fucked him. Maybe there's a reason why they didn't use him correctly. Maybe, you know, maybe the, the man is a dickhead behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely should. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely should. Uh, even if you're upset with the company, um, there's got to be that 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 fine line that when you're out in front, you know what I mean, of the fans, you give them yeah, the show. You don't feel shit like that. You know what I mean. A lot of people have been comparing him to CM Punk. CM Punk didn't go out like that. CM Punk walked into the door, went up to Vince, went up to Hunt, and said, "I want to be out of here," and he just bounced. He wasn't trying to sit there and shit on them on live television or on live pay per view and fuck up the whole show. He did his dirt on his own time. He didn't do it on their exactly. time. He Even when Austin in. walked out. Yep, same thing. No one said a word. They didn't They didn't make a huge stink about it. Like, you don't do that shit on live television, man. Like, the shit with Bret Hart, okay, that was a little bit different because they fucked Bret. You know what I mean? As much as we say Bret screwed Bret, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bret screwed yeah. Bret. That's him on live TV. <laughs> He's doing this to them on live TV. Over a contract? Come on, man. Like, be more professional than that. That's it. And then to flip off the fans, too. Like, come on, homie. Like, if we knew it, it's cool. But, like, you're really doing that shit as a shoot? Like, to fuck us? Dude, fuck you, too. Like, be gone. Go be a vegan. Exactly. It's like, this point, nobody's interested in you. You you burned all the bridges, man. Yeah. Well, he can always go uh, join Pac and whatever federation. That is that he's yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, he'll be, he'll or be, be the best guy in wrestling on McCoy's stage. Whatever. Isn't enough. <laughs> 
Hey, shots off to big time wrestling, man. They're trying to keep McCoy Hell yeah. alive. Hey, if they were smart, they lock up that venue come 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, poor Sox, unfortunately, are no longer going to be the poor Sox. Um, and those of you who listen outside of Rhode Island, the poor Sox are the Pawtucket Red Sox. That's a Triple uh, A affiliate to the Boston Red Sox. But um, anyway, we're not doing. We're not covering baseball. We're covering Sox up. Wrestling. I said the Sox what, are up two one in the series. Then we just said we're not covering baseball. <laughs> Talking football. Oh, uh, but let's go down to something which is actually more refreshing, and that being the NXT writers who should definitely be getting their bonus checks. I'd say tomorrow, next day. But um, Mr. Black's assaulter, or should I say? Vigilante who assaulted him. Anyway, he's been, uh, looks like he's been identified. And I personally haven't caught up to it yet, but it, the spoiler alert was given to me. That wasn't hey, me. Talk to Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but well, I would since you did, I, I will say that. You- By the way, guys, if I just got to tell y'all that let's just, let's just, so you guys don't get treated like I got treated by Eddie and Tyson Shampo on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the Avengers. I'm talking about the Avengers. But, um, yeah, spoiler alert is coming, guys. If you have not watched the NXT yet, pause this broadcast. Do not turn it off. Do not skip it. Just pause it. Watch NXT and then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. <laughs> oh. All right, go well, ahead, Eddie. I kind of called this a while back on the Facebook page where I said, that it's going to be Gargano. And it was Gargano. Johnny Wrestling has turned heel. I am so excited for this. Do you not understand that we can get a chance to see DIY, a heel DIY reunion? Oh, my God. But but they just gave us two of the most, three, actually, of the most beautifully executed matches. These two men as heels... Teaming up is going. Oh man, it's going to make NXT magic, magic. Okay, <laughs> for one, I'm I, I I'm all for a Black versus Gargano match. Holy fuck, that's going yes. to be good. Yeah, match. Yes. Oh, I'm all in on that one. I I want to see that. That needs to take place at War Games because that will be a match of the night right there, candidate. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's still oh, in the show. Anything Johnny Wrestling touches. And it's still the show. This, but on top of that, also here's another spoiler: Bobby Fish has been cleared, and is officially back in the ring. So now mm-hmm. the undisputed era is at full force. Oh, if you're not watching nice. NXT, and you are paying for the WWE Network out of pocket. Because I, I I don't pay for it. Shout out to Carl Bird. <laughs> hey, hey, allegedly, 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 allegedly doesn't pay. Not for allegedly, allegedly. But if you're paying for WWE Network and not watching NXT, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Why? 
And by the way, WWE, just so you guys know, Kahlberg is spelled K A R L B Y R D E. He is from New Mexico. Okay. So it's just it, it, go. what's going on in NXT, the storytelling, the matches. Come on. We just had Ricochet, Pete Dune, and Adam Cole in a triple threat. Bang, bang. Holy fuck, that match was good. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, why can't we get this on the main roster? Like, how hard is it? I understand that, you know, the NXT guys don't travel as much. You know, they don't have to go to... When they do the NXT tapings, they don't have to go city to city to city. They do it all right there in Florida. But for for, for God's sakes, man, the matches are so incredible down there. Like, even for regular shows. The matches. Well, there could be. I mean, one of the reasons could be is that um, even though they're their own brand, NXT is looked at as developmental or minor leagues. And, you know what I mean? So it's it's sort of the catch. And off what's guard funny is, is that it's really developmental. Are. These guys are supposed to be developing, not surpassing the main roster. Mm-hmm. Not, some of these, some of these Velveteen Dream. He developed into a star that the main roster doesn't have something like that. You know, Tommaso Ciampa, they, we wish we had a heel like that on, on, on Raw. Holy God, if we had a heel like that on Raw. You know, the, the storylines would be more interesting. You know, can you imagine a Ciampa cutting a promo on Roman Reigns? He would, he, he would yeah. set him on fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chapo uh, could burn him alive on Twitter. It's just it's so night and day. I don't. I, I don't get it. I don't. A lot of people say it's because Triple H is in charge and everything, but man, the man's got to have some stay on the main roster too. Is he, the son-in-law? He's the heir apparent. I know. I was going to get into that, and, and the other thing being that Triple H has full control. You know what I mean? Of, uh, yeah. of NXT, and so Vin, there's and that. Apparently, you know, Vince doesn't watch NXT or anything like that, you know, because he had no idea Oscar spoke no no English. But, you know, that's neither here or there. You know, obviously, Vince is, you know, Vince is old. Vince is, what, pushing 80? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and did you see all of these, the fan caught a picture of him in uh, Stephanie watching AJ? Yeah, yeah. As if it was his first time experiencing it. Yeah, if I looked on his face, that was the first time he seen that. He's like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> you know. He looks pretty damn good. Why don't we get him yeah, on the back? Yeah, exactly. You probably <laughs> see a fucking, all of a sudden, after freaking, like, after the rumble, all of a sudden, AJ Styles shows up on Raw. Superstar shit. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh man. All right, guys. We got to get over. We haven't done it, man. I don't know why. We're, uh. We're over an hour in, and we haven't buried anybody. Damn it, we got to change that. Let's get it done. And my favorite part of our show, I keep saying show is a podcast. I got to stop saying show and work in podcast. Favorite part of my pod, my podcast, our podcast, is the burial of the week. And damn it, let's get into it. Monday Night Raw, Brian. Oh, Brian. man, I really don't know who to bet. Raw is just not a good show anymore. Like, I know I'll be honest with you guys. I fell asleep at 940. I was done. I was like, I ain't watching this no more. It, it's 
You missed the best part of Raw. Like, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush? Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> I want to see on Raw. The whole show is about three dudes or six guys. And then everybody else is just doing stuff. Like, honestly, I want to bury whoever the hell gave Kurt Angle that outfit. He looked like Mephesto from South Park. That's <laughs> my burial of the week, whoever dressed Kurt Angle. Like, I, Raw, I, we could bury, I could, by the time we hit our 20th episode, the entire roster is going to be buried. No, I can't, I can't do it. Whoever got Kurt Angle in the outfit, that's my burial of the week. Oh, this week, man, I'm burying us fans. <laughs> okay. Oh, we, we, no, no. Understand this. We as fans have been tuning in to repeats of repeats of repeats since Hell in a Cell. And we continue to tune in every week to watch a rematch of a rematch of a rematch. And guess what we're going to watch next week? A rematch of a rematch of the rematch of its rematch. So it's it's gotten so redundant on Raw that I'm about to switch my schedule and go to work on Mondays. That way I can watch Tuesday SmackDown Live on Tuesdays because it's just, it's ridiculous. Like I, I'm tired of seeing the same six guys fight each other repetitively. I, I, I'm sick of it. Like Leo Rush, I'm sorry, Brian. That 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 little squeaky little guy. Needs to go back to 205 Live and stay there. Honestly, I agree. I will say this, Eddie. I agree with you 100%. Because you can literally see the earpiece in his ear of Vince McMahon telling this man every word to say to come out of his mouth. Yes, exactly. I hate that. Coming out there, Bobby, Bobby. Like, dude, just shut up and manage the man. That's all you have to do when you type for a promo. Cut a promo. But we don't need to hear you. On the mic, <coughs> the whole every time he has a match, nobody wants to hear that. Horrible. Okay, I, I'm sick of seeing the same combination of Ziggler McIntyre versus Ambrose and Rawlings. You know, they switch it up every other week. Every week, you know, McIntyre's fighting Dean, or you know, Ziggler and Dean, or then it's Rawlings and McIntyre, then it's Ziggler and, and Rawlings. Holy God, I'm tired of that match. I'm tired of seeing. Yes, they all work well together. Yes, they put on good matches, but I'm sorry, Seth Rollins' matches have become predictable and repetitive. A weak suicide dive, that suplex blue thunder bomb. It, ugh, ugh. Like, I'm at the point with Seth Rollins where he needs a new moveset. And we as we as fans are tuning. Wow. Oh we as fans goodness. are tuning in, and like we're watching last week's episode. This week, it, it's nothing different. Then they sprinkle in a few little segments here and there that are trash. You know, Bobby Lashley coming out and staring down Finn Balor. Well, why am I interested in that? Why should I be? Why am I interested in Bobby Lashley? Should I be? Elias, for the love of God, can we stop with the Elias comes out, strings a few a few keys on on the guitar, and then insults the crowd. That's it. It's the same shit every every week with Elias. And don't forget the great series of matches between the Ascension and Bobby Roode and Chad. Exactly. Oh, the 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 wonderful matches that we have in the women's division that you know 
Because all of a sudden now we're supposed to believe that the Riot Squad is a, a viable threat in the women's division after they got buried by the Bellas and Ronda Rousey for several fucking weeks. But, you know, no, we're supposed to forget all that. And, oh, yeah, they're a threat now. Oh, yeah, they're tough. No. 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 You know, and it's it's just a, it's just become mundane from start to finish. Like, the, the commentary, holy freaking Christ, I'm so sick of Michael Cole and Corey Graves. And I'm sorry, Renee Young isn't, isn't coming off too good to me neither. Yeah, I, know she's, I, I know she's new, but they, they obviously... I feel that Corey and Michael Cole may be sabotaging her. You know, I feel. So you have you guys have nobody to bury. Burying <laughs> us? Oh, I'm burying. I bury the dead. I got somebody for SmackDown. Oh man, he buried the fans. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Me, damn it. I, I got it. I got it. I know who I'm gonna bury on Raw. I'm burying Nia Jax, Tamina Snuka, uh, Tamina Snuka and uh, Amber Moon because they all just got eliminated by the winner of the first ever women's evolution pay per view Royal Rumble, Dana Brooke. She won. Dana Brooke eliminated them from the ring. There, I bury those girls. What? What's you know? What's even more sad is I was more interested in seeing Nia Jax and Tamina Snuka go at it than anything else. Yeah. That actually looks interesting. The two Samoan females going at it. I, I, I have more interest in that, and that's sad. Yeah. As a fan, that's why I'm burying myself. Like, I'm burying my head in the sand like an ostrich. I don't want to fight because Brian just buried Nia Jax. Carl, sorry. You know, I, I love you, Nia. I sent you a tweet. I sent you a tweet. And I'll tell you right now, for SmackDown, Shinsuke, I'm throwing more fucking dirt on top of you. <laughs> I'm laying concrete over your grave and putting more dirt on top. Okay, you, sir, need to just void your contract and go back to New Japan and say fuck this American money, because you, sir, are a shell of yourself, an afterthought, and you got oh, you got put into a match with Rey Mysterio. For one, the match should have been awesome. The match sucked. Mm-hmm. It was rushed, you know. Reports say it, it got rushed because the old guys in Evolution took too much time talking shit, and yes. you know we had we they had to clear at least fifteen twenty minutes for the Undertaker to walk to the ring. <laughs> so for for the old guys, you know, the returning Rey Mysterio got overshadowed, and Shinsuke just got fucking buried even further down. He's so far down that he's going to literally show up in Japan because he's going to come through the fucking ground. That's how buried he is. Okay, at this point, he's touching the fucking core of the earth. Like, how are you U.S. champion and you're irrelevant? Uh... And another thing, where is Cien Almas? For real. <laughs> where the fuck did he go? Um... Like, That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what the hell? And what, and what was the point of the whole one night in Milwaukee thing? Well, the one night in Milwaukee thing, it was kind of, um, how, how can I put Stupid? this? It was, uh, yeah, yeah, a waste of, it was a waste of time. And if you're going to break up a group as popular as Rusev Day was, and they were fucking popular. They sold merch. They had the chance. They had the crowd. Um, if you're gonna do that and then use this as the basis of it, 
Terrible. Terrible. Horrible. Terrible. They just buried Aiden Terrible, English. Man. That's what we should bury. We should bury Aiden English. <laughs> it was horrible. They, they gave him a dumbass storyline. And think of it like this, right? It's a SmackDown 1000. Who's the one person WWE has been trying to remind us of from SmackDown who had all these amazing, great moments? Eddie Guerrero. This would have been the perfect time for him to really stay to the WWE universe. You people don't know who I am. I'm married to wrestling royalty. I did, my wife is the daughter of Eddie Guerrero. Shit, you could have signed her to a deal and had her feuding with Lana while he's feuding with Rusev. I know Eddie doesn't like the whole wife angle and storylines, but this actually would have worked in a storyline to, to build Aiden English up. All you did was just made him look like a champ and an idiot who records himself in this hotel room. Yep. There you go. Yeah. That's I'll throw Aiden English out there. But yeah, totally ruined. It's, it's just sad, and then like like Brian said, they would just they, every every time they showed pictures, it was like of Eddie Guerrero that was paying homage to Eddie, but no fucking Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, call, call up Eddie's nephew for at least to come out. Like nothing. Like what was the point of Raw uh, of SmackDown one thousand? It was a celebration of a thousand episodes. By reminding the fans that the writers suck. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, at least at least WWE had the ball. But, to uh, take, got... You know, for the first time ever in a in SmackDown history, Evolution's here because they promoted Evolution, and like everybody knows, Evolution was never on SmackDown. Nope. So at least WWE acknowledged that fact that you know it was the first time ever they had Evolution on SmackDown. But it's like the what? Why? Why? I could have done without The Undertaker. I, uh, you Seriously, yeah. like to, for him to close the show, I could have done without that. That was a waste of two minutes. Exactly. And your best <laughs> matches were tag team matches because I'm, the Usos versus Styles and, and Brian was a good match. I liked it. You know, it set up it, the Usos with the victory was a shocker and everything yeah. like that. And the tag team title matches was a good fucking match. Definitely was. I think I got ruined by adding the Big Show. Yeah, so. at the end, it but, did get uh, ruined by the Big Show. Yeah, so we're going to have to go ahead and wrap this. Yeah, we got to go ahead and uh, wrap up the show, though, guys. We're, like, severely over time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm thinking about getting up with my kids in the morning, like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's final rant time, guys. And... Uh, Let's see. I flipped the coin. Uh, Eddie, you are first. All right. Today, I'm going to be talking about Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling, I'm sorry to say, it's time to hang it up. It's time to call it. A, it's time to call it. It's time to close the doors, take down the sign, and shut it down. Your pay-per-view was subpar at best. Your shows, your weekly shows aren't even subpar. They're fucking disaster shows. They're disasters. They're car crashes in slow motion. Your story, yeah. your, your, your storylines make no fucking sense because now you just lost Austin Aries. So what's the point of Moose to kill a cross? What, what was the point of Moose turning heel? He was a popular face. He was over with the crowd. The crowd loved him because of his backstory, you know, coming from, you know, from football and working his way into wrestling and honing his craft and all that other stuff. Gone. 
Now, apparently, Tommy Dreamer is helping Eddie Edwards. But, you know, just a, just last month, they were in a blood feud. Uh, you brought back the OGs at LAX and had a street fight. Where it wasn't even a street fight. It was pretty much a, a fight on top of boards on the, in the ring. They just took the canvas off the freaking mat. Then you had Conan. I, I didn't even know Conan can walk still. Yeah, like, it was just. It, oh, it, I sat there and watched clips. It was a, a bad show. The what was the? You had Ali going into the undead world. Oh God! To, to save to save somebody, and she's axing away at undead bridesmaids, and then Rosemary shows up, and they have superpowers. What the fuck was that? Yo, Kyle, like, she, she put an axe through the girl's neck. Yes. There was like fake blood okay. splattering on, like you know how you on a video game the blood splatters on the screen. That's what it looked like. It looked like a straight video game. And then in the end, Rosemary and Sue Young still locking up with magical powers in the undead realm, while Allie escapes with some girl named Kara Hogan or whatever her name is. What the blue hell was that all about? <laughs> it's DNA. It's time to call it. I'm sorry. It, I was pulling for you guys. I really, really wanted you guys to come back and pose a threat, but you're not even posing a threat to backyard wrestling. I'd rather watch backyard wrestling on public access channel again than watch Impact Wrestling. It's oh, it's just bad, bad. All right. And Brian, your turn. All right. Uh, before I begin my final rant, I do want to give, as wrestling fans, I think we should definitely acknowledge this. This Saturday, the NWA is having their 70th anniversary show, and the headline match for that event is going to be Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis, the rematch for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, two out of three falls. I want anyone who's listening who really wants to look into that, it is this Saturday coming up. But my final rant is... To the wrestling fan, I want you guys to ask yourself one question. Which night of wrestling should I really enjoy between Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? Monday Night Raw, we discuss this show every single week about how bad it is, how redundant it is, how stale it is. SmackDown, it's a show that we all enjoy, but we still feel like something isn't right there. It's either something with the booking or the way they're trying to present characters to us. It's a little fucked up. I want to draw y'all's attention to Wednesday. Wednesday has a three-hour block of wrestling. As much as some people don't want to admit it or don't want to watch it, 205 Live is a damn good show. They put on some quality matches. Do I still think that they should be at full sale? Hell yes, I do. But... They're starting to draw reactions from fans. Fans are investing in it. And I won't spoil anything, but tonight I did watch tonight's episode. They had a fatal five way to determine the new number one contender for Buddy Murphy. And these boys tore the fucking house down. Um, and of course, we got the Mayon Classic going on right now at nine o'clock. And we also have what I like to call the crown jewel of WWE, NXT at eight o'clock. Now, to add to my Wednesday, Wednesday argument, WWE Today at 3 o'clock released the very first episode of WWE UK NXT. It's another thing that's going to draw a lot of fans. So if you had those four hours of 
of great wrestling television and you compare them to Tuesdays and Mondays, think to yourself, which night should I really invest my time in when it comes to watching professional wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the adding of the NXT UK. It's you know, so good. It's not like, it's... It's not like anybody, anybody's watching wrestling on Thursday nights, but looking at you, Impact. True. All right. And my final rant uh, before we close out the show. My final rant is short and to the damn point. School starts too damn early. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up this early is killing me. <laughs> no, but I got to get my final rant in. And that is to the Wrestling is Trash podcast. Um, I actually listened to it. I, I can't say it. Honestly, that I listened to the whole thing, and I'm not gonna say it was a bad show because it was actually pretty interesting. But the way that I perceived it to be going into it was that wrestling is trash was throwing shots at us. You know what I mean? And honestly, my first thought when I heard when I thought about that was, "Motherfucker, we made it!" <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanks for the advertising. You know, everybody now gonna listen to our show to see what we got to say about you. Um, and honestly, it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? It was probably just a heads up uh, that he just went ahead and uh, put that up. I didn't hear any shots, at least, uh, toward us. But um, so shout out to Wrestling is Trash. That was a pretty interesting podcast uh, from what I heard. I definitely will finish the rest of it. Um, hopefully, I'm not saying this preemptively and have to come back next week. Like, that motherfucker heard us! But, uh... <laughs> I, I, will say this. but no, I, did, uh, I did listen to the podcast he did show nothing but love and he's one of those people that really wants to like collaborate and make the wrestling like podcast community grow and be one big thing so I got nothing but respect for that man shout out to you and thank you for the shout out alright and uh, also uh, Jojo you have my phone number I've DM'd you at least 400 times call me um, and on that note, we're gonna go ahead. Hey, remember, remember, I'm pretty sure my hey, gonna I, I'm this week. Where's Raw gonna be this week? <laughs> oh, it's Providence. Hey, Jojo. Oh. Jojo, if you have any sick days available, I would recommend taking one. <laughs> there will be some thirsty, thirsty people in the crowd. Look for a six foot big black nigga with bald head. <laughs> Keep whatever hotel you're uh, staying at private. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, just make sure you call me. <laughs> <laughs> you're in Rhode Island pretty soon. It's going to be a local call. Don't forget. Well, video, uh, or did, video or did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to close out this show. we see you all next week. And... Um, I'll actually have a little bit more energy because I want it to be, you know, just fresh um, off of, uh, let's just say, occupying some time, shall we call it? <laughs> and uh, and um, for Eddie Ortiz, for Brian Lopes, and for myself, Kyle Chapman, fuck you to all you Roman Reigns haters. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Later. <laughs>